Welcome back to another week of Say Something Interesting. Today with you, we have our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, guys. And Mallory, as well as some Cade noises. Yeah. Yeah, he's awake today, so you might hear his little coos. He's sick and tired of not being a part of this podcast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sleeping through it every time. But we are here to recap our series on restlessness. It's the second to last week. We're almost done with it. Um, This was week six. And we're almost to Christmas, too. We are uh, one week away right now from Christmas Eve. So this time next week, Christmas Eve services. And my birthday. Next next Sunday's my birthday. Really? Mm -hmm. The 22nd? Yep. Oh. Mm Are you dedicating Kate on that on your birthday? We're not because our family's not in town, so we're gonna oh, wait okay. till the next one. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. We are, we are doing child dedications this upcoming weekend, and uh, just a lot of fun. It's just a good time of year. It feels uh, starting to feel really close. It's, it's to that point now too, where um, it's almost too late to buy something online. Totally. And so you're getting you like this last weekend. I feel like you got a bunch of the today's the last day. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to order it if you want it by Christmas. And now I feel like maybe less emails and less distractions towards that. I mean, not Amazon, obviously, but everybody else. Um, I saw in the news this morning, though, there's some drama with FedEx and Amazon. And so some packages might not be getting delivered on time because Amazon saying FedEx isn't fast enough. And so they're not fulfilling some of their, it's a third party people that sell for Amazon. So like, say you bought like a. I don't know. You know when you buy from Amazon and it's not from the person, it's from a third-party right. seller. So we'll see. So so this weekend, I uh, I had Gary do the video, and I wrote in a bunch of stuff about Amazon and because uh, he works for Amazon. <laughs> and I, I made some of it like, you know, if you've come and you've seen our videos, they typically are like a little bit cynical in nature and uh, more... Uh, I don't know, pessimistic, antagonistic than like the average thing, just to be funny. And uh, so I, I had written some of that stuff in and he wrote me back and he's like, I can't say all this. <laughs> I have a job to keep. Right. Um. <laughs> Which I laugh because we say a lot of that. My sister still works for Amazon. She's on maternity leave. Um, but she has worked on a lot of big projects and like projects that are in the news with Amazon. And she always gets frustrated with us when we're like, what about this? What about this? Because there's a lot of stuff she can talk about and stuff she can't talk about um so we yeah. tease her so i had to do a little rewrite and uh make it work and uh we, it worked out it worked out all right but hey speaking of amazon and uh and mm-hmm. deliveries and gifts and christmas and uh, all of that um uh, my something interesting last week was the robin hood snacks oh. and hopefully you signed up for that because if you did you earn or learned this little tidbit of information uh, in their Monday, they send out a newsletter every Monday called Robin Hood Snacks. That's the thing I was, I was mentioning. And they this week they talked about the uh, Baby Yoda stuff. Have you are you watching Mandalorian yeah. at all? No, but I followed the Baby Yoda stuff. Okay, yeah. I mean, who, who's not right. right? Who's not? So the the little character. But did you know that they kept that character under yes, like total secrecy? It, yes, I saw that on the news. I saw that they didn't whatever didn't give the information on it because they didn't want it to be a toy it to be all this so they're not releasing the yes. rights to it so that's been the issue because hasbro is the official toy maker for mm-hmm. star wars marvel and frozen and they did not know they didn't even know about this and so they're miffed and their stock is taking it because they are they don't have any baby yoda toys for sale they're the quickest they can get them to shelves is May of 2020. Who's the writer for Star Wars? Because that's the interview I heard. 
well, he was so proud. In Mandalorian, it's John Favreau. Is, okay, is that's the guy who's who I heard it. talking. He was so excited that they yeah. <laughs> kept it a secret. So basically, everybody's going to speaking of third market sellers or uh, or whatever. The, if you're buying something that's Baby Yoda ish, it's not like official merchandise. Right. They're not making a penny off of this. It's all just like people at home or you know. I saw a nurse made Baby Yoda um, like cats for the babies in the NICU and all of that. Hmm. Might might backfire on them. Since November, Disney Plus, uh, you know, their premiere of The Mandalorian, whatever. Desperate parents have searched Amazon 90,000 times Ooh. for Baby Yoda gifts. 90,000 times, and they got nothing to show for so it. So now it's going to be, up. is it going to be that much better if people wait? Or is the or is hype going to be gonna worn off? Over. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a good show. I like huh. it. It's interesting. Yeah. We, Alex, has been um, begging to get Disney Plus. I told him we need to get rid of another streaming what show does he want to watch? He let me guess. Let me let me take mm. a few shots at it. Kay. I'm going to say High School Musical, the series. <laughs> I don't think he even knows all that. He loves He's... movies. Loves Disney movies. Like really? all the... Like all the old classics? Uh, all the old classics, but then also the like new animated ones. Anything. He... When we first started talking about Kinsley watching TV and our kids watching TV, it's like, well, Disney, Disney's imaginative. Like, that's how they learn their ima- ima- how to be imaginative. And I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> but so he's dying for Kinsley to, like, sit and watch a full movie. I think it was Monsters Incorporated. I don't even know if that's Disney. But she actually sat and watched it's that Pixar, one. But it's yeah. Pixar. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so he's dying to have Disney Plus. Yeah. Because he loves to relax and watch a, sh- watch a movie. And Kinsley's just not really super interested yet yeah. to fully sit. Like we were gonna come to family movie night and then she just napped late. But um we I was like, Oh, that's a good that's a good test to see how she would do. Well um, tell movie. him this. There's a there's a new holiday movie on there called or Christmas movie called Noel. Oh. Um and Kylie saw it and saw that it was, you know, it's got uh Anna Kendrick. Yeah. And which I'm like, well I'm not sure about that one. You gotta <laughs> And then it had Bill Hader as the next guy. And I huh. love Bill Hader. And uh, so she, we had this whole deal. It was like, yeah, Sunday night, Monday night. I don't know, one of these nights where she's like, let's put the kids to bed. We'll go upstairs, watch this movie, whatever. We sit down on the couch and we turn it on. And it is so clearly, so clearly the cheesiest holiday movie. <laughs> kind of like a Hallmark. Oh, yeah. But like <laughs> even for kids. And she realized halfway through, she's like, we can, t- we can turn it off. I'll watch this with the kids later. <laughs> I can tell that you're not interested in this. And I was like, oh, man, this is, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm sure we will get Disney Plus here pretty soon. We're actually giving my brother a hard time because he uses all our accounts. But he got Disney Plus and ESPN. ESPN Plus? The yeah. package, that's what we did. Too. Which, like, yeah. he told us, he was like, unless you, my brother likes sports a lot. Like, watches, you know, like, Utah, Southern Utah State versus That's whoever. the only reason you'd want yeah. ESPN So Plus. he told us, he's like, don't get it. Yeah. He's like, I, I watch it because I like watching all the, yeah all of the games. Um, But, so he got that and we were teasing him. We're like, well, we should be able to use your Disney Plus since you use our Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime, all of those things. I love college basketball and there happens to be a lot of college basketball so because there's so many games. Yeah. And so it actually works out. But if you're like just a football fan, like don't get it. Or right. even just an Mac NBA loves, fan, probably. Yeah. No, Mac knows all the random facts about whatever yeah. teeny tiny school. So cool. Good. Disney Plus, we we talked to you about Apple. Just come to us for all your yeah, exactly. for all your buying needs. Apple, <laughs> Disney Plus. Those see, those are two things you can get your family still and not have to worry about <laughs> yes. delivery and FedEx yep. and shipping and all that good stuff. Definitely. So 
Uh, check that out. All right, we uh, continued our On the Road series on Sunday. Uh, we did uh, a little bit of a, a talk on, I didn't want to say death, because it's not it's not really death, but it's it's kind of death. It was the idea of, um, if you're, what, what do I want when I want to live, when you use that quote, to live, and it really does take on a better, you do that better when you have a firmer grasp on what it means to die well. You'll, you'll be able to kind of live well a little bit better than that, so. Um, we uh, talked about Augustine's uh, evolution of loss uh, through death of a friend, of his mother, and then somebody um, who worked for him at the church, and then her, his sister was going through some grieving process. Um, I really like that piece because I think you get to kind of humanize it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a quote in there, too, that I, I put on there uh, about the frailty. Oh, oh, the ridiculousness. What madness not to understand how to love human beings with awareness of the human condition. That one has kind of stuck out to me. That one's been something I've um, had on a post-it note in my office uh, for a long time just to say, yeah, you know, just, oh, uh, again, a memento mori, a reminder of mortality both for myself but also then for loved ones and, and family members too. Um, yeah, it was just, it's been... Uh, a good, I think, good series, and I think it's it's interesting not to talk about more Christmassy stuff, and yet the holidays are some for some a lot of people really really difficult because this is the first Christmas without Grandpa, this is the first Christmas without mm-hmm. Mom or whatever, um, and so I, my hope was. Um, sorry to take you down a dark road when everything mm-hmm. else is positive, but um, sometimes that's uh, kind of a benefit. Well, and thing. I think um, death is something death, and you know kind of the struggle of grieving is something that maybe um, is the first walk into religion someone might have or the walk out one or the other mm-hmm. that that absolutely it might be the reason you come back to church or there might be the reason that you're yeah. leaving church and it so. rocks the boat neither you cling on more tightly to the boat mm-hmm. or you get knocked into the water those are i mean that's really what happens with, with that kind of thing so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's something you will constantly wrestle with with all of your faith i think um, the human condition quote that you did have is so true because it's so easy to love nice and sweet people that are also nice and sweet to you. Yeah. Um, but it's much harder to love when people are human and make human mistakes and do things that really hurt you. Um, it's really hard to continue to love, you know, that human. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we also had, I I had somebody come up uh, after one of the services, I can't remember which one and mention, um, they got some bad news recently about a family member who is dying, hasn't died, but is like time-wise is, is, is limited and they know that. And, um, so it's not just, oh crap, it happened, but it's also now we know, we, you know, the doctor's telling us we've got X amount of years or months or whatever together. How do you maximize that? And how do you, how do you remind yourself of the frailty of human existence? And how does that help speak into this time together? And, you know, doubts and all that kind of stuff. It was it was really great. They had some, they're, they're like, she had, had told me that, um, uh, that, uh, he's going in for tests on the, on like Christmas Eve or something like that. And then she was announcing tonight that they are, she bought tickets for the whole family to go to Maui after Christmas and nobody knows about it. It's all a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's, it's just like, a. it was, she, my fear on that is insensitivity of me talking matter of factly about like life and death mm-hmm. you know and like it's it wasn't a very funny message i mean you just right. know that going into it right yeah there's because you can't you can it's it's pretty focused on that um and so for it to kind of feel like uh at least for her uh, helpful and meaningful it was it was good it was awesome so right and it 
can sometimes just lead to some sort of um, peace. I think that's the one thing when people pray for pray for someone in in times of tragedy, whether it be a, you know something sudden happen or the onset of something that you're dealing with. I think the peace around that is something that we all wish for someone in that. So even if it is kind of a somber um, moment, I think being able to look back on something that someone wrote outside of the Bible, I think is kind of fascinating with Augustine because it's not, you know, you can say like, read your Bible, read, you know, read this verse, this verse will make you feel better. It's kind of, it's nice to kind of hear a more cynical or somber view of it. And you feel like he was human and he, he experienced it as we do. And sometimes I think we can look at the gospels and other things and see the happy, like joyful part of it, which it's there. But I think Augustine lets us, um, kind of in on, be on the inside. Why those were written weren't, you know, you can't take the Bible and transpose it into this is written for somebody who's, uh, who's grieving the loss of a, of a spouse. Like that's not the target of it. Right. So, uh, the target was to convince people of the the supreme deity that is Jesus, especially the New Testament scriptures. Like all of it speaks to who Jesus was, right? Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is what kind of a life does he offer us in this life, but then also hope beyond this life. So th- there's there's elements of that in there. But, but yeah, but don't be surprised when you know somebody goes, well, if you're grieving, just read the Bible, and it just doesn't. And there's like uh, it feels like a. Um, not not as fulfilling not as like oh wh- which one you know all this you just get lost in it like there's other things that are better targeted towards that Augustine confessions and this chapter specifically and probably only uh would be great uh, uh, uh c.s lewis's grief observed would be great i mean i can point you towards a bunch of different stuff that's not going to be like hey, it's luke chapter four but it's going to be really really helpful um on some of that stuff which is which is awesome so do you like books on death are you i mean like atul gawande did you ever read being mortal or um no and i think like growing up like i even when we'd get to the book of revelations i'd be like okay you know yeah like it makes me more um more on the side to just be just say like oh, well, there's a plan, you know, back to the typical Christian things you say, like, oh, there's a plan or, you know, we've got to figure it out. And it does make me, give me solace, of course, in faith that I I know that there's something after death, but um, it's been something in maturity that I've tried to pay more attention to rather than just be like, oh, I don't really want to pay attention to it. <laughs> Some of my favorite books are books on death. In fact, I, I think if somebody... Uh, uh, just uh told me you have to write a book mm. it's right now what's it going to be on i think it would be on i think it would be on death there's uh, <laughs> i'm i like atul gawande's being mortal was fantastic there's a book called making an exit that was great um there's one that i read recently i think i talked about it on the podcast a few years ago about a guy who who uh, was like a carpenter woodworker guy and he built his own coffin like him and his dad <laughs> I know it's like sadistic Weird. a little bit, right? Yeah. But he like built his own coffin. He, they turned it into like a bookshelf. He like put shelves in it and like, but it sits in his living room because he wants to remind himself of like, hey, live every moment that you have with your, your family right. and kids and, and take, don't take any day for granted and all this kind of stuff. And him and he built him and his dad because his dad was, oh, his dad was like dying with cancer. And so that mm-hmm. was kind of like that whole, we're going to do this together. One last project. We used to build cars together. We used to do this. Now we're going to build this. And uh, and then he's he built one for his dad. Him and his dad built one for his dad, and then built one for him. And he's always had that. And everybody ha- like not everybody, but a lot of people have little mementos, um, like of this was my dad's such and such, and now right. it's mine, right? 
And well, yeah. My, so my mom, since she's lost both her parents, both my grandparents, um, my mom's always a joyful, happy person. But ever since she's lost both of her parents, um, she's very much on the life is too short. Like we can't get mad. We can't be mad at each other. You know, we can't um, not talk to each other. Her siblings have kind of um, just had some typical sibling rivalry. And it's just it breaks her heart to like have any riffs. So because she kind of has experienced death in a different way than I have, um, my grandparents, her parents. Um, but when, at the end, when you talked about, um, you know, how you love others or how you, how you love is how you live. Uh, I'm saying the quote wrong, but how you ended it. And I, how to die is really a question of how to love. Yes. Yeah. And that totally reminded me of my mom because she lives and breathes that she's like, I want to be the person that's loving to someone else. And I, because she's seen her parents die and yeah. it's been something that's been extremely impactful. And I think, you know, you can talk about death and be somber and, but you do end it on a point where there's, there's a point to talking about it. Like we do, we do have to talk about it so we can change our behavior right now yeah. and, and make it worth, worth our while. I'll tell you, I, two things. One, I think I'm better at it than I may be. It's kind of like, you're training for an event and you've mm -hmm. never actually you're training for a like a MMA fight and you've never <laughs> actually been punched in the face and you're like <laughs> I'm really good I'm, I yeah. think I'm I can really hit this bag real well and but you've never been punched in the face like I don't feel like I've ever truly like um lost somebody as that close to me that it would be like world wrecking Yeah and do not, you think you're, on wood do you think way. you were as interested in it before your car accident um, yeah, no, I think I oh, was because okay. I read all those stuff, all that stuff mm -hmm. before then. I mean, my grandma, my grandma passed away when I was a kid, but I was like a teenager, mm -hmm. uh, not even a teenager. I was probably like 12. Um, and uh, so that wasn't like all that mean. And then my grandparents and my parents and my siblings were all like mm -hmm. happy, healthy, alive. I had friends, acquaintances pass away unexpectedly, but like not. It's never. So, again, I feel like right. it's I feel like it's I'm trained for an MMA fight and I feel really, really good about it. But I've never been punched in the face mm -hmm. yet. Uh, and then uh, the the second piece of that is as a pastor, it's really unique for me. I I'm in a different spot than most people. You probably only go and you listening to <laughs> only go to funerals of people that, you know, yes. yes, I go to funerals of people I okay. don't know. That is something my parents do. Because no. my dad's a school superintendent. Oh, okay. So he feels... Oh, politically, I have to do politically this. Politically and like... But my mom... I mean, like, just a few months ago, someone's... Um, I thought you meant he, like, looked him up in the no, paper and was like, hey, we got to he will go to anyone, like, a fr you know, if his employee's dad dies or my dad finds that so important to be to go it's true though and man you go. she always says like you go for the people that are still alive like because you can kind of cringe like i really this is gonna be a tearjerker i do not want to go to this funeral yeah. and then you see uh the family members there that truly do appreciate other people showing up for their loved one's life and so that's always been something that sometimes my parents would make us go to certain community members and we'd always be like, but we don't know them, and like yeah. everyone's crying, and it's sad and uncomfortable. You feel bad because you're not crying, but you right. don't know them, right? Yes, and or so, then you start crying. You're like, why am I crying? Yeah. I never met this person in my life. But then, I mean, you've probably had the experience that you're doing funerals for people you've never, absolutely, never met. And all, all the expectation is in that point because everybody knows that too. Nobody's mm -hmm. like, does it? You know, you you don't right. have to. You say it at the beginning, like I never had the chance to meet 
Charles or whatever. Uh, but I, you're a facilitator of mm-hmm. conversation, a facilitator of grief at that point, right? Uh, as a as a minister uh, in that way. But it, it's incredibly true about, pa- I mean, pastors dread hospital visits. Mm. They're untimely. They're awkward because you're never sure, uh, like what to say and you know when to leave. What how long how how long to stay to like make sure that people feel loved, but also like also you've been we all well not maybe not all of us, but a lot of us have been on the other side of that where you're like, could you just leave? Like I don't right. feel good, <laughs> and, right? And I really just. I want to watch. I mean, if ever anyone's given birth or been around I'm someone that's given Ellen. birth and like everyone's yeah. still in your room and you're like, okay, people, yeah. time to go. Like baby's been born. Like you'll see the baby in a week. Yeah. When you have like ever, you know, and, and they mean well, people mean well. Totally. Especially in hospitals when they like, you know, want to, you know, check on you and see if you're, you know, they mean well, but it's still like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but but go. you got to go, you know, in the same way of going to the funeral, you go see them because in that time of need like those minutes count exponentially towards if we went out to dinner and spent 30 minutes together be like well cool yeah we went out to dinner if i go and mm-hmm. spend time with them grieving you know or whatever for 30 minutes that feels like you know right a year's worth of pastoral investment or whatever <laughs> right i'm giving away all my secrets right now <laughs> don't go in the hospital just to get investment no no we'll go out to dinner please <laughs> it's way better he likes beer you can get craft beer yeah with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely oh, i just think it's a testament to it's hard to talk about I, death is extremely hard to talk about and it's something uh we don't talk about enough and i think um, in the perspective of the, this series, um, in this time of giving and joy and all of that, I think it is just important to know that, you know, part of our faith is, it is important to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and two, I, I use the text from Colossians, um, because, um, there was continuity with that idea of your life being hidden with Christ and God. Um, and I, I did mention that there's just so many different pathways to be able to take that, but what I could have done and probably looking back maybe should have done is previously I'd already spoken from first and second Thessalonians in their, their thoughts of, you know, worries about life beyond this life. That's, that's one of the things, the major things that he addresses in the first and second letter. And, uh, and, and so my encouragement, if, if, if you got, you know, if you're doing your own personal study on this and you got through like the Colossians piece and you're like, there's just too much stuff there that I don't understand. I think the the Thessalonians piece probably would have been, a little bit easier to kind of navigate in terms of them coping with loss of loved ones and what happens after this. And I walked away from Sunday going, I was intrigued by his pulling up the phrase and I probably just sort of stuck with the more safe Thessalonians piece, but that was just me looking back at it. Well, and next week you have Kylie speaking with you, right? Yes, absolutely. You guys, this is, so here's the strategy on this. I'll just give it away early. Um, we only do child dedications twice a year, once on father's day and once on the Sunday right before Christmas, because we feel like most families are in town for that. And then father's day is always just really, really good because it's June or whatever. But, uh, so moms never get to, uh, you know, there's no dead day dedicated to moms, but Augustine had a really great mom. They had a, they had a very, um, uh, complex relationship. He, he, it was one of those, like, I hate that you're trying to, you know, you've lived your whole life trying to manipulate me towards your religion, mm-hmm. but I admire your dedication, your persistence for it. And then he would eventually become a Christian. And then he would be like, she's such a better human than me. <laughs> like he would pray to God and be like, she's just a better servant than you. And he was the one that was far more educated 
smart, wealthy, had all the things going for him. And he, and then he would say, but it was the persistence of my mom. So therefore, you know, and it's, uh, there's like a cult of Monica basically that, um, is, is huge for any, any mom that has, um, been, uh, persistently, uh, oh, and, and irrationally graceful towards their kids, irrational mm-hmm. love that moms are, moms are like, there's a difference between dads who like tough love and, you know, I love you no matter what or whatever, but, um, You've seen moms who stick by their kids even uh, when they're like... Oh, yeah. You're the hardest on your mom. Yes. I think moms have it that... I mean, and I speak to this and how with my mom, not not how my kid, my little toddlers treat me. Um, It's you're the hardest on your mom because you know, you know... Yeah. In a in a good um relationship with your mom, she's always there. And so yeah. the person that loves you the most, whether it be your mom or someone else um in your life you're the hardest on them because you know, they're always there and going to be there from a cultural perspective. Even the seemingly most hardened people have a real soft spot for their mom. Right. Like they Mm -hmm. can be a total what fill in the blank. Um, and yet you can't talk bad about their mom and, or they would, their mom still views them as a, a prince right. or a princess or whatever. Right. And, uh, and they love their mom for that. You know what I mean? So anyways, That'll I felt good. like I couldn't, uh, talk about it by myself, um, and give it true perspective. I wanted to get a mom in there and she's a really good mom. So we're yes. going to bring her in there and Fun. have her share. So everyone always loves when Kylie comes to talk. I know, so I that'll know. be great. M- more so than, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sunday that'll be happening there. Uh, we, we got to do our mug. We got to oh, do our, yes. Um, so I looked, yeah. um, I kind of had mine picked beforehand. It was kind of from last week Great. though, too. Um, because it was the most unique and they participated in our Where I, Love Bazaar. I already know, do you know who you're who saying. I'm picking? Yeah, yeah, Brandon. Yeah. yeah Brandon. Collin. So they Absolutely. make actually really cool. I, I'm pretty sure it's his parents that make them, um, not him. Um, but they, out of East Lakes, uh, holders are, uh, sleeves, the sleeves. Yeah. They remake, um, sleeves that you can reuse on regular cups and so oh, he, cool. yeah so they would reuse the east lake sleeves and then they made some pretty cool um like a keepsake um sleeve for your cup and they came to the where love bazaar and they sold did. their items too so. and he has posted a picture of his mug for three weeks in a row yes. so Rock kudos star. to b2 uh, bomber i think is what his, <laughs> his name is or something like that yes. um uh on on Instagram, and so you'll have so. to treat your parents um to Kagan's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to give Jenny. I, Jenny, if you're listening to this podcast, I forgot to give you your gift ah. cards on Sunday. And yeah. I even saw her on Saturday as well yes. for the Where Love Bazaar deal. So anyways. All right. Uh, two gift cards coming your way uh, yes. to Brandon and also to Jenny. And uh, that'll be great. All right. You got something interesting for us? Yeah, I do. It was kind of based off of the one you did last week on Robinhood. Um, another easy email to get if you're interested in like... Um, global and national news is called skim s-k-i-m-m and um i'm forgetting i think they worked for the huffington post i forget who the women worked for before but um it's just a quick email and gives you like the top five news stories of the day and um i what i find fascinating is every time they're like talking about another news organization they're like by the way these people do give us money just to be open yeah yeah. Yeah. full disclosure full disclosure um but they um, they kind of, they call them skim ambassadors. So they have people share, um, about, you know, it, it's kind of like a crowdsourcing news. So cool. Good, good little, um, email to have in your inbox. Awesome. 
Uh, well, mine is uh, that we have had lately uh, about three different events of people individually within Eastlake who have come up with great ideas for yes. Wear Love stuff. So um, we, we've done like these birthday bags that got some some love on our Wear Love. If you haven't been to our Instagram, Wear Love, like find, follow that, um, Wear Love underscore TC. Um, and hear, hear these stories. Bill and Suzanne did the birthday bags. Jenny hosted this bazaar uh, with Teal and you and everything else. And then mm-hmm. the Chapmans did a box, um, like a food drive thing for yeah, kids with free and awesome. lunch and 36 boxes or something for kids to take home over Christmas break who typically get their first two meals of the day at mm-hmm. the school, but there's no school, and so there's no meals. Uh, so helping them out. So just like uh, some people coming up with some really, really great ideas to be able to participate and make these things happen. Our goal with Wear Love is to spark ideas uh, like that in you, mm-hmm. um, get you involved in either one-time events or long-term serving um, somewhere to be giving yourself away and wearing love in the Tri Cities. And if you're looking, for, if you're looking at those and going, those are great, but I don't have the initiative um, to uh, actually, um, you know, lead something like that. I need something even a little bit more simpler. We are creating an additional step early on to be able to make this thing happen. A, a year ago, I think, uh, or so, we did an event with Second Harvest Tri Cities called the Vol and Beer. Um, awesome. And we just got the second one on the calendar. Oh, awesome. So January 16th oh, awesome. uh, is uh, our, our second. And there's only 30 spots available. And these these filled up immediately almost. Um, so if you're listening to podcasts, you get first crack yeah. at this. It's a really fun event. It's and fun. a great place to eventually still continue the volunteer, too. So nice to check Second Harvest out, see what, see what they do with volunteer-wise. Yep. And yeah, great yep. idea. So if you go to our um, uh, Community Marketplace page um, this afternoon, I will be putting that event nice. up, and it's going to be locked in the first 30. You have to be um, – well, no, it's it's open for kids too. I think it's like – there might be a minimum age though. It might be like 10 or 12 and older, I think. I think it's 10. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, close to choose and blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, – Obviously, uh, the drinking portion afterwards with a sponsored yeah. beer is is twenty one and over, um, and uh, so there you go. Nice, yeah, awesome. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for uh, following along with us. We will be uh, officially concluding our series this weekend, and uh, we'd love to have you for that at nine thirty or eleven. And then Christmas Eve is Tuesday. Everybody, three and five o'clock are your nice. options uh, if you're choosing to spend it with us, which we would love, but. Uh, Hopefully you're spending it with family, yeah, and definitely. if that includes us, that's great. And if it doesn't include us, that's fine too. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> um, not sure about the podcast schedule for next week. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll <laughs> let you know. Mal and I are talking. We haven't we haven't officially yeah. locked that in yet, so we'll figure that out. Have a great week, guys. See ya. Bye.